There's too many of them. We need an Earthbender. We need you! My daughter is blind. She is blind and tiny and helpless and fragile. She cannot help you. Yes, I can. takes issue with that comment. Wait! They're mine. Flamey Welcome to the Ember Island podcast. This is a podcast where two fans of Avatar The Last Airbender sit and talk about every single episode. I'm Leslie. And I'm Fire Nation Barbara. Yeah. And today we'll be talking about book two, chapter six, The Blind Bandit, aka the Toph episode. Get hype. Seriously, this is a classic. Man. Toph, get hype, get hype. Woo. It's fantastic. But before we gush about all things Toph. Uh, I want to talk about spoilers and what yes. we do and don't do with spoilers. <laughs> so we so we spoil everything. But basically, <laughs> this is a podcast where we are assuming you have watched every single episode of Avatar The Last Airbender. Saying that, we are we are going to be spoiling things that happen this episode things that happened before this episode and and things that happen in the in the future episodes now you have had a decade to watch avatar and and i say this every single episode so go and watch it why are you still listening to us guys come on avatar is <laughs> great heavy awesome. heavy spoilers ahead yep so what do you think of this episode? Because I think this episode is great. One word. Tough. Tough. Uh, yep. You bet. I think <sighs> it's interesting because I think season two has a slower buildup than book one does. Like the first uh, five episodes prior to this one, I think are good and all solid, but they're all pretty like slow. They don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess in contrast to a lot of the episodes, other episodes that we get for the rest of book two they're kind mm. of low-key in comparison and pretty much i think personally from here onward every episode is absolutely fantastic yes like yes i would i would absolutely agree with that basically um the swamp is is kind of purposefully slow um avatar day is also purpose like purposefully slow um, everything we are we are seeing with with Iroh and Zuko, they are also very very slow. Not a lot is it is um it is really happening with them, and we don't see Azula for for quite a few episodes. Yeah, so we're missing like our main villain. We are we are missing our like main angst, and. Mm -hmm. And um and and basically everyone's gearing up for Toph. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of aimless at this point. I think that's part of why. And then from here on out, now that we have an earthbending teacher and stuff, there's kind of 
a direction that yeah, yeah. the gang is is in at this point and then like for iroh and zuko they're also pretty aimless at this point since they're full-on fugitives and it's like okay great now what and then well uh, well now zuko's off to find himself yeah you know. which is also under the aimless category i'm gonna say because i mean i don't really know what i don't think he really they go knows to cowboy town yeah which we get next episode and i'm so excited oh, it's i love i love cowboy town yes and once again we talk all about zuko in an episode that he's not even in <laughs> every time damn it <laughs> you know this is actually true but but my favorite like dumb avatar pairing has to be Toph and Zuko. Oh my gosh, yeah. She never got her field trip. What the heck? Yes, that is that is oh. you know how many fanfics are out there where it's just like Toph gets her field trip with Zuko. Yeah. <laughs> um actually not like not that much because I look for them. Um really I feel like there's I've seen a couple. Not as many as um as Sokka going off and having adventures with Azula. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Fanfic writers really really enjoy that. I mean, for like kind of fringe what if, I pairings. Guess. Um yeah. fanfic writers also also really like um uh Zuko, Katara, obviously. Mm -hmm. That is that's of course. Crazy. That's probably the biggest group of fanfics I, you will find i would like, have to say yes even yeah. bigger than the actual pairings oh yeah i think zutara is way more popular in fanfic.net and archive of their own <laughs> versus yeah versus ang yeah katara Katang. Katang. yeah um but there is also a lot of azula tylee i can see that actually a little bit yeah yeah um and then one. Yeah, and then I don't think people really like Zuko and May together. They like like they just really <laughs> like Zutara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Zuko and Toph is definitely fun and I can't wait to get some of that dynamic and stuff. I especially like their talk in uh the Ember Island players episode where they're just sitting uh, outside during you. intermission and talking about how Toph had a conversation with his uncle and stuff and he's kind of embarrassed based off of the stuff that Ira said to her and stuff. I know. <laughs> it's so sweet. Just <sighs> just the just the circle of of Toph, Iro, Zuko. Like, oh there's just God. something about it. that dynamic that mm -hmm. I that I really enjoy. Which we get in two episodes from now. Um, I know. I that's exciting too. I love that. Uh, cowboy episode yep or just the cowboy episode and then the episode after that is the chase and that's when toth goes off on her own for a minute just like zuko does and she runs into yeah. iroh and they have a talk that's similar yeah, to the talk that iroh had yeah this is what iroh <laughs> talks to zuko that's really sweet you know what i am following my grandson everywhere yep. oh, not my so not my not my grandson but my like nephew yeah okay no more zuko oh. zuko's not yeah anyway this is about toff so uh well previously yeah. on avatar <laughs> things so I happened like, that we talked about previously I'm yeah and he had a vision in a swamp with the girl that he never met 
So I don't think I really need to summarize what happens in this episode, other than the fact that the gang goes to a WWE-style earthbending tournament and meets Toph. They also meet the boulder. And they meet, yeah, the boulder! Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, So I think that sums it up pretty well. Toph, Toph joins, joins the gang, but she also lies a little bit because her parents didn't actually no. let her go. Yeah. Which, spoiler, I just realized, comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, right off the bat, we start off with Sokka being incredibly indecisive about whether or not to buy a bag, which, that is me to a T. Gosh, Sokka is basically me, I'm realizing more and more, because I think I mentioned this, like, having a spider web in my mouth like uh hap- what happened with Sokka last episode was my worst nightmare and yes. uh him trying to shop for a bag and deciding whether or not to get it is totally me <laughs> and then the payoff is great because then like middle of the episode he's just like no why'd you let me buy this <laughs> no, no 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 but the bag matches his belt yeah Yeah, so uh, so uh, Sokka wants but doesn't want this really nice bag. Yep. Uh, 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 and his friends are encouraging him, like, just just get the bag. You deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, I don't really know. And then the two walk away because ugh, we're, otherwise they're going to be there for days. So they just decided to ditch him. And then he yeah. walks away for a minute. And then a couple seconds later, he walks back. You know what? I'm going to get it. And his face is so priceless. I love it. Also... I love the subtle con the subtle continuity about Sokka needs a need Sokka needs a new bag because all of his stuff was was right. stolen last episode <laughs> during Avatar Day. Which they could have Everyone easily else gotten fine. back. They Good easily point. could have gotten that shit back, but because the rough rhinos kind of suck. But <laughs> maybe they pawned it. Yeah. But but, but they didn't pawn the boomerang. boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he gets a new bag, only to regret it. After you know, he regrets it even after getting the belt that goes with it. <laughs> so <Yeah>. fail, <laughs> but me to a T. Messenger so, bags suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just do. don't like messenger bags. Yeah. It was a nice looking bag, though. I'm not gonna lie, I liked the bag. Yeah, yeah, it was a really nice bag. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah. So, um, Ang. Ang gets a gets a coupon from a not shady guy. Yeah. Um, you like throwing rocks, <laughs> like throwing locks at kids. Yeah, uh, yeah. To 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 go to to this earthbending academy, where the first the the first class is free. Ooh, if coupons. you use the if 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 you use the coupon so um so um Kayatara's like maybe this is who should be teaching you earthbending you should we, you should go and we get there and it's like every uh karate dojo in suburbia that you've ever seen in your life <laughs> it's like a bunch of little kids <laughs> and it's like oh well if you pay for five more lessons then we'll bump you up to the yellow belt <laughs> best part i don't know Uh, i I love this episode like every episode or all the aspects of this episode are like metaphors for something that exists in the real world or something or like parodies of something that exists in the real world parody yeah (laughs) yeah so (laughs) speaking of which they're walking out of the really dumb and lloyd irving's here again 
And the what? voice of Lloyd Irving is one of the kids. <laughs> I think, okay, listener, I know that I'm obsessed, but but the voice actor for for Lloyd Irving from from Tales of Symphonia and Robin from Teen Titans. That's the one like most people favorite. probably know. Yeah. That, that's the one that you definitely know. Listen, yeah. Robin, Teen Titans. I just yeah. love him as a voice actor. And he just keeps on popping up. And I think this is the last time that he pops up. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. And uh, maybe. Later. Every single time, I am really happy. But he is one of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Continue so- on, Leslie. Yeah. So Robin and No Name Dude are busy talking about who they think is going to win at the Earth Rumble 6. And uh, naturally, Katara and Aang and Sokka are all interested. Like, what are you talking about? And there turns out they're both jerks because it's on the island of Nunya. Nunya business. Nunya business. Which, wow, I, that joke, I feel like, really dates the show <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I remember making that joke in, like third grade do you want to do the cancer the cancer test put your hand up to your face and if it's bigger than your face you have cancer oh Oh my gosh (laughs) yeah so Sokka really really enjoyed it yeah yeah Sokka did enjoy it he doesn't like his new bag he's sick of it already Yep. <laughs> so naturally, the other two are kind of annoyed about this, though. So Katara's like, "Oh, leave it to me. I'll handle it." And she chases after him as they turn around. Hey, the strong guys, wait <laughs> up! <laughs> and then cut back to Zaku, who instantly regrets uh, getting the bag. And then Katara comes. <laughs> back. Yeah. <laughs> and Katara comes back. It's like, "Oh well, I just got his tickets to Earth Rumble Six. No need to worry." I'm like, well, how did you do that? Well, girl has her ways. Cut back to. Two guys with their ice like stuck together and ice on the sides of the alleyway. Which, how did she get them up there like that? What move did she use to get them to go sideways first and then like freeze ice all over them? <laughs> I don't know, but but she is a waterbending master. That's true. I- I'll trust her. <laughs> so, so they go check out Earth Rumble Six. They get front row. Si- front row seats and nobody's sitting in the front row for whatever reason and cue giant boulder that <laughs> they're in the rock zone which is yep. like which is like the splash zone but it's with rocks yeah <laughs> so earth rumble six where does the six come from is it just an arbitrary number i thought maybe it was because it was six people but no there's more than six uh contestants in this this is probably like the sixth year of them doing Earth Rumble, and maybe at the end of the year they they have like a melee brawl thing. Yeah, I don't know. So Fan, don't like know. fanfic writers, right? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> go at your to your stations. So yeah, this is basically like WWE in the world of Avatar, and it's fantastic. Like all the people have their own personas like there's a guy dressed up as the fire nation with a russian accent oh, which, which reminds me of that my yeah favorite so part really, yeah reminds me of that show glow on netflix if you've ever seen it <laughs> about the uh, women's wrestling team um yeah uh, and what, there's a the mold perfect heel yes <laughs> there's a mole dude there's the boulder <laughs> who talks in third person 
there, there's like a frog luchador, and then there's like a island pineapple Tarzan <laughs> luchador. Yeah. <laughs> At it's all very first, strange, but it all works. Yeah, at first, I actually thought that he uh, uh, that he was like um tanuki themed, you know, like um yeah, like a like a um like a rag like a raccoon before I saw the coloring. Mm. <laughs> Plus, he was getting hit with a giant coin, so I thought, oh, that is that that's really smart avatar. But no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, oh yeah, Sokka in this whole scene is priceless That's oh lovely kind of, oh my gosh every reaction that he has here <laughs> and the guitar is just like oh this is just gonna be a bunch of guys throwing rocks right Sokka's like that's what i paid for which he didn't pay for he's so <laughs> for these i would love to watch this <laughs> yes me too honestly <laughs> right yeah this is fun mm-hmm. oh i love the fact that the badger moles are the cleanup crew but also so cute but how did they get them how do they like are they being paid in food or are they following animal labor law practices so many questions oh my god they're not i just it made me so curious because i get the sense that badger moles are normally really territorial and like stick to their caves and stuff but yeah badger (laughs) moles don't give a shit nah but they're, they're so adorable. They are they they are just like honey they're just like honey badgers and hufflepuffs. They Aww. will rip you to shreds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like they may seem cute, but don't let their cuteness fool you. So oh, okay. So they are in the rock zone. Um the host, Shin Fu, uh who who and and I keep on saying this with with with, with uh, men with like long straight hair, but he looks like he is from Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, he does. Or <laughs> or or he looks like he is from like Van from like Van Helsing. Just yeah. just like long straight hair, just uh um um he introduces the boulder who who is our hero versus the hippo uh and and it's really funny yeah it really does play like it you're watching wwe yeah. it's pretty you great. may be big but not bad the boulder will 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 <laughs> win this in a landslide you know rock yeah runs. yeah and then and, and then the hippo eats the rocks and spits them out that and that was a choice that he made yep. It sure was. Yeah. But he does look like a hippo. He does. He's got the Jeez. two teeth that look like um like hippo teeth. Uh, hippo teeth, yeah. Um but um but um Aang is Aang is watching this, but he needs a teacher who listens to the earth, <laughs> not his big muscles, yeah. like the boulder. <laughs> But he's even got a giant arrow tattooed on his back. That's when you know it's meant to be. Right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I yet again, I just really love the fire, the Fire Nation Russian yes. heel wrestler. Fire Lord, my flame burns. <laughs> oh my god. I remember when I was younger, I was so confused by this guy because i didn't realize that was just his persona 
because i just thought it was like a dude from the fire nation who for whatever reason is hanging out with a bunch of earth uh earth people and somehow was able to earth bend (laughs) i thought that too initially yeah when i was a kid (laughs) now now it's oh he is he is being a heel also later on we actually see him earthbend so it even makes more sense right (laughs) in other words most of these people who are up against the boulder don't even get a shot in because boulder's just decimating them in like one blow so (laughs) slash it was planned that way yes the boulder might not the boulder might actually be skilled but there's still a script Mm. (laughs) so he's going through each of these guys one by one yep and yeah badger moles cleaning up and then uh and and then the the mole guy that looks just like the mole from atlantis the lost empire (laughs) yes he does (laughs) what's mole story you don't want to (laughs) know and then we are in we are introduced to our champion the blind the blind bandit and i I love the zoom i love the zoom in that's just like yeah she's a champion check it out and then they like zoom out and it's just like this cute small little girl so tiny (laughs) she goes up to those women's waists yeah so cute which i think it's i think that's great it gives you like the because it it kind of conveys how like the world perceives her at first glance especially since she's also blind on top of it mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like oh well she's small and frail and needs to be protected and stuff like her parents feel and stuff and no she's actually like told badass but i i really appreciate that that they made the character change so uh yes yeah we gotta talk about that yeah so uh during the opening of every single episode um you see you see azula uh 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 the fire bending master doing fire bending mm-hmm. you see master paku who who is the waterbender master doing waterbending you see i'm pretty sure it's ang we have like talked about this to death but i'm it's just saying it is ang i think it's ang airbending because he's the only air airbending master left <laughs> and then some big earth bending guy yeah and that was going to be tough but then somewhere along the way while they're writing they decided actually no what if we made it a little girl and what if we made her blind brilliant subversion of tropes i mean toph ends Mm. up well toph is one of the most complicated characters i feel she has the most to play with the 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 most to the most to grow and 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 also just her being blind makes things funny sometimes yeah things happen and everyone is just so used to her being so capable Mm. that they forget that she's blind that she can't read that she can't see (laughs) in sand that Mm. she can't see when they're in the air i i agree i i think it's cool they show that side of things and they also show like people like her parents who it's like well we only know her as like a blind girl and we're just gonna total totally coddle her in like ableist fashion of sorts 
And granted, it's like, yeah. I'm not disabled, so I don't know how well portrayed it, this portrayal of the character might be from that standpoint, if you have a disability. But in my opinion, I think it's, she's very well written character. That's it. I actually think she's one of the most um, static of the main group of characters that we follow. I think well, she does have some changes in terms of especially learning that um, have, allowing other people to help her doesn't make her weak as she seems to feel initially. At, um, but other than that, she, I mean, she's pretty content with herself. Like she knows who she is. She's confident, yeah. borderline cocky <laughs> a lot of the time. And uh, <laughs> for good reason. Yeah, she, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, yeah, she's great. <laughs> Yeah, I and yeah, she doesn't really have too much to overcome aside from just how her parents really negatively affected her in terms that in terms of she likes to carry her own weight because she feels like that's what makes her strong. So Yeah, I I think that she's the only main character right now other than iroh but iroh doesn't count for like character growth mm -hmm. iroh's iroh's grown he's Iro's, already he iroh's seen really, the world which i would love to see that story just the journey he went on after Luten's death because yeah he basically went through his arc already because oh, he please? was a totally different person pre-luten oh can yes writers bright break please if you can hear us <laughs> if you happen to stumble across our podcast one day and you guys feel like writing something else that's avatar related I'd love to see what was going on in that gap between Iroh's son's death and the events leading up to Zuko's banishment, please. <laughs> All that would for be great. Mm -hmm. That would be really great. I'd love to see what was going uh, on there. <laughs> but out of but out of everyone, Toph, even even though she starts out in a in a bad confined situation, she's the only one that really knows herself and knows mm -hmm. who she is and knows her identity it is just everyone around her that is pushing that away from her yeah where where um where ang tries to find his self within with within being the avatar mixing being ang and being and being the avatar trying to juggle that um zuko just just finding <laughs> who he Everything. is yeah. all the time just so much angst because he oh yeah because he's been really really messed up by his dad yeah um um katara Taka. well yeah, katara. Um, uh katara first so uh so she has found her like water she's found her 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 water bending zen but she still hasn't come to terms with her mother's death no and, and noticeably her and yeah noticeably her rage against the fire nation and all the stuff associated with her mother just gradually becomes kind of worse and worse it's kind of like an undertone in book one but you can tell that she's super enraged about it as the show goes on and she's talking to people like Zuko and stuff to the point where she's full on projecting all of her anger and stuff onto him yeah. and goes full on jet mode ready to just kill people <laughs> for it <laughs> in book three so yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah. yeah but I definitely say Toph is like one of the more static ones she still does have some 
good growth and character development moments and stuff but Mm -hmm. on the whole she's yeah like you said she knows who she is and she's a damn good earthbender (laughs) so speaking of which oh um and Sokka Sokka is just learning to be a scholar to to be a planner and to be a leader Mm -hmm. as like time goes on and he hasn't fully actualized that yet yeah yep so uh yeah so she it's the blind bandit versus the boulder and you get this cool um visualization of how Toph sees the world with like so the vibrations and stuff so like the boulder touches his foot on the ground which visually you see a bunch of like rings come out of it as if it's like vibrating the earth like it's so cool and i think i think that's such a great way to quickly convey how she's so damn good Mm-hmm. Earth ending in particular, and she takes him out with two moves. Only two moves, like she's great. Yeah, and um, it it reminded me of like Azula in terms of prodigy level, where it's like you see that scene where Azula is fighting Zuko in uh the first and episode she of book two. Doesn't have to. She doesn't bend. even. Yeah, she doesn't even have to bend. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty impressive. And just two moves. Like, she doesn't have to do all the flair that the boulder was doing or anything. Just not even trying. <laughs> yeah. Toph waited and listened. Yep. So, yeah, Aang's definitely intrigued. And after beating the boulder, Shinfu's like, I'm offering some cash to anyone who wants to challenge the blind bandit. So come on down. And Aang's like, sure, I'll do it. Even though Avenge this is Avenge the boulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so ang tries to avenge the boulder slash talk to toff and um toff's kind of confused by how uh light-footed he is (laughs) because he's freaking earth airbender but um he beats her with airbending which is technically illegal in a competition like this but yeah and toff's rightfully pissed about it like who is this dude who just shows up out of nowhere and kicked my ass with some move that i couldn't even really see your gauge or is not even supposed to be here yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah um, she, she she can't even call him out for it because she doesn't know what what he did yeah so she stomps away and uh, ang doesn't get the chance to talk to her right off the bat so the next day they try to do some investigations and try to figure out where they might be able to find her again because they think she could be a really really good earth um earthbending teacher candidate and they run into uh robin and no name boy again and (laughs) katara managed to threaten them with a look so whatever she did to them (laughs) it's pretty bad what a trap yeah what a trap Oh, I love that. Uh, so we quote she, that too much. We do. What a try. <laughs> yeah, so she threatens them into telling her, them anything they need to know about the blind bandit. So yeah. apparently the blind bandit's a total enigma. She shows up to fight and then just disappears without a trace. And uh, then they realize, well, maybe we should take another approach to this. And Aang's like, well, I had a vision in a swamp about a girl with a flying boar if you know anybody anybody like that (laughs) and they're casually like oh yeah there's um the bay fong family who's super duper wealthy and they have a flying boar as their emblem but they don't have a daughter 
which <laughs> immediately brings up the case of, geez, Toph is super sheltered. <laughs> like, Disney princess level sheltered. <laughs> which I basically wrote down, oh my god, Toph's a Disney princess. <laughs> oh, I wrote, I'm 12 years old, daddy. <laughs> which is a um, little mermaid reference. Yeah, I'm 16, Daddy. <laughs> Not a child anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Let me do what I want. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, do what oh. I want. <laughs> oh, um, aside, uh, uh, Sokka gets the gets the winner's belt from the from the Rumble, and it matches his bag, and he's quite yeah. happy about it. <laughs> I'd be happy too. You know, it gives a purpose to the bag now. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, the boulder and 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 the host um, Shinfu are are talking in a cave overlooking the village. Basically, um, the the bandit must be working with that with that kid because there wasn't any earth there. It looks like she just took a dive, and now they are out like a hundred gold coins. So they're gonna Yikes. get them back. Yep. So um the gang decides to go check out the Beifong estate. And Toph is the like the only one in the show with the last name. Like even the royal family doesn't have a last name. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, um, I I don't believe the the British royal family has a real last last name. I think they picked one, like a hundred years ago and just went oh. with it shoot yeah yeah okay. didn't know that yep so they go check out the Beifong residence and they just hop over the wall and they run into Toph and Toph is rightfully like what the heck are you guys doing here and then Aang proceeds to just start off right out the back with a crazy king told me to go find somebody who waits and listens, and then I found a vision in a magic swamp to a total stranger. <laughs> yeah, she was not having it. <laughs> no. It's like, who is this kid? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, and oh, she's dressed up all nice and fancy in contrast to mm -hmm. uh, her the Rumble 6 getup. But, uh, yeah, so she's rightfully annoyed at all this and just the supposedly crazy person who's talking about visions in a magic swamp after talking to a crazy king and calls the guards, I guess, who roam the estate. And apparently they're oh, really bad at their job. guards, help me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guards are so nice to Toph. It is actually kind of, kind of sweet. Mm. But seriously, she's not allowed to walk outside in the gated area of her house without supervision well like, she's her parents not. suck they think that she's really really blind and really can't see anything and really can't do anything apparently and really can't do anything <laughs> and just can't function as a normal human being no yeah uh. Ugh, her parents good grief yeah so we cut to her parents and they're having dinner with um what's the <laughs> oh. What's oh, the dojo wait. name? Dude's name? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I did not write it down. Darn it! <laughs> it's all your fault. Um, um, um. They are. They said 
who is so important to think he 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 can come to my home unannounced it's the avatar sire (laughs) (laughs) so well okay we gotta let him in now oh and they're talking about house talks earth bending lessons going um dude from dojo suburbia (laughs) he's like yeah i'm keeping her with breathing exercises and basic forms only it's like oh geez (laughs) like that must be the worst to be as good as toph is and then have to go to that (laughs) especially with that teacher that sucks um well the teacher seems really excited when she's when she's bending oh yeah he doesn't seem to uh uh he doesn't seem to be really upset totally it. um master yeah, really you that is the that oh, is okay. the teacher master yep. you so i don't yeah. know why she wouldn't earthbend and then like convince him or maybe she's just I, so i think part parents. of it yeah i guess part of it might just be because she doesn't know how her parents are going to react because obviously master you is going to tell her parents like hey she should be bumped up to just full-on master status she doesn't need any classes for me although i mean i do want the money still <laughs> uh yeah i mean I, yeah it's just it's clearly a front that top for a face that top puts on yeah i mean uh, even when yeah even when she is she's talking to the guards she puts on this like innocent scared voice i thought i heard something Mm-hmm. Where, where it must be so sad just living a lie the entire time and she can't be who she can't be who she wants to be unless yeah. she's away from home would you say that she wants more out in the great wide somewhere <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be where the people are yeah <laughs> she wants to see them fighting not dancing yeah <laughs> um yeah so they're having a talk and and the gang joined for dinner and they're trying to not so subtly hint that toff's actually an earthbending badass <laughs> which case yeah. toff's like please shut the hell up right now <laughs> uh, aside but um but um toff's mom is so pretty and she's like covered in jade oh yeah and just the flowers that are in her hair it's so it's so ornate we don't normally see character designs like this mm-hmm. yeah she looks great yeah i guess <laughs> yeah we don't see too many fancy looking people i guess maybe just because we're always on the go with this show i mean aside from like the uh the earth kingdom or the not yeah, earth kingdom, when, the well, fire nation family royal family <laughs> yeah but there is there's just a lot more militarized it isn't yeah. i saw that's uh, true yeah we 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 uh we really see more ornate outfits when we go to the fire nation and and also when we go to bossing say when 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 we are in the the upper rings mm-hmm. true that yeah but, so, it's, but it's nice we like get we get a feel of oh there are rich people and there are poor yeah. people <laughs> This is a real world. Mm. Yeah. So after some light bickering and in a food fight and food fights at the dinner table, <laughs> uh, Top and Aang decide to call a truce. Since I guess because Top realizes, oh, Aang's my ticket out of here potentially. <laughs> 
So um, she tells him that she was born blind, but uh, no worries because she sees with earth bending as uh, portrayed with the vibrations thing that mm-hmm. we thought earlier. Um, but her parents are just like the worst. So she's not really able to be who she wants to be and unless she's out fighting an Earth Rumble Six, which is why she sneaks in and out and she's a total enigma otherwise. Um yeah, that's that's kinda sad just to suppress her badassery around her parents. Yeah. She 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 just hides herself. Mm. And uh it's also identified that Toph has better sight than most people. Anyway, since she notices some ants out in the distance and can't see them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're having this nice little, little talk, and then Shinfu and the rest of the Earth Rumble Six crew uh, kidnap them for ransom. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Toph cannot see over the bars, and it's funny. It's so cute, yeah. <laughs> oh. Also, aside, yeah, cool. where are they getting all of these metal cages? Who is right? making them? God, I don't know. Like, do you just get these like Costco? Can you get them in bulk? <laughs> Pack of three. Yes. <laughs> I hear you can get five for the price of that bag that Sokka got. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so um, Guitar Sokka and Toss parents find out that they've been kidnapped because they get like a ransom note saying that we need to cough up however much money they gave away to Aang. It's Aang. so dramatic. Oh yeah. Like a knife. Uh, yep. Set of a scroll. It's just <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> and Sokka's like, I don't believe it. I got the boulder's autograph. <laughs> <laughs> Great priority, Sokka. <laughs> so Poor. Poor Toph. She must be so scared. <laughs> you Cut think you're so tough? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you come up here so I can smack that grin off your face? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. And then I love the dude. He's like, I'm not smiling. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody comes and uh, pays up the money. And um, my daughter is blind and tiny and fragile. <laughs> yeah, she can't do anything. And yeah, so they decide to keep Aang because they realize, oh my gosh, there's a huge bounty for Aang. We can get even more money if we give him over to the Fire Nation. Which I feel like that's kind of treasonous, but whatever, you do you. Um mm. Yeah. Well, wow. uh well here. I'm not sure if if it's really well, okay. So they might not believe that Aang can actually stop the war. They might not care about the war. They might just care about like the short term. And in the short term, a lot of money doesn't hurt. True. Very true. Even though like the world being being safe and the war being over and their and and, and like killing stopped. That would be nice too. That would be, that would be fantastic, ideally. <laughs> but no, so they decide to keep Aang and naturally Katara and Zaka are like, oh, seriously? But we got Toph, so come on, Toph, come on down. Uh, please kick their asses so we can get Aang back. And her dad's like, how can she help you? She's blind and she can't do anything because she's blind, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And which case Toph says enough is enough. 
and screw you dad i'm gonna go do this <laughs> and kick some ass and my notes pretty much kind of stop there because we get like fantastic one of the best actions yeah we get one of the best action scenes in the whole show so like, um i put so, this in my top five um, i love this scene fight scene so much a tough tough takes each each of the the wrestlers out one by one all of them are are pretty good at earth and bending but they're mm. not as good as her and no. it's and it's like and seven it's, people versus Toph, and she's not even breaking a sweat in any of this <laughs> not only that but it's really cool how she starts the fight by by pretty much putting up a smoke like a smoke screen oh, yeah. using use, using dust because mm. she doesn't have to see she doesn't have to see with her so eyes cool. mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so good uh, um, uh this is also where uh th this is also where we see the the fire nation wrestler earthbending so he's an earthbending he is a yeah. uh, earth citizen <laughs> this is just his type he is just a heel <laughs> yeah and it's interesting as this fight goes her earthbending style is diff is different from the rest of them too like you can tell like apparently her earthbending style was since all of the bending was based off of like real martial arts and stuff hers was based off of like the praying mantis style of uh some form of kung fu or something versus the rest of earthbending was based off of this other style i think it was like shaolin or something uh don't count me on that but <laughs> the point is the writers purposely made her bending style distinct from anybody else's and it's super noticeable here i think like everybody else has to like use just brute force and and everything and she doesn't because she's listening to the earth and stuff essentially so uh, it, um it is really neat how she doesn't have to use like big boulders to, right. to, to <laughs> yeah. get the job done she yeah. she uses the exact amount of force she needs to to get the optimal effect mm -hmm. and it, it, like it also it's just really good animation there too because the fact that her bending style at all is even noticeable that takes some good skill yeah. animating wise too and it reminds me of like after ang and zuko learn the true source of fire bending i their bending style when they're fire bending is noticeably different than anyone else's in my opinion after that it is yeah especially it zuko's like when yeah zuko um bending in book one versus zuko bending book three post Oof. um dragons is significantly different in book, like the best way possible book one is all just like kung fu punches and kicks yeah <laughs> comparatively comparatively right. yeah because i mean that's what the fire nation preaches is all about aggression and the fact that they yeah. buried all that knowledge about the original sources being like the dragons and and stuff like that and about fire being life not destruction my dragons it, yeah <laughs> it's exemplified through how they fight so yeah, yeah i think that's really cool uh, it is it, it is also really hard to to animate people that are fighting and that are pretty much dancing around e around each other and have it look like a person can actually make those movements mm -hmm. they are not doing normal everyday actions so it's 
so it's a lot more tricky and and um and, and uh to make them look distinctive i mean kind of beating be, beating a dead horse here it's hard and and avatar yeah. does it really well <laughs> so good and the fact that at least from like a bending animation standpoint in some respects it's even better in parts of Korra it, it's crazy just the animation for this so. I will have to wait and see yeah I'm we'll not see. saying all of it I, I have some things that I want to address when we get to Korra but uh, I'm saying since they in part because they I think they had a larger budget when they got to Korra mm. than they did for Avatar mm -hmm. the, some of the fluidity and stuff it's even more oh. impressive in some Ooh. cases and even how it's portrayed here that said i only say to a degree because a lot of the fights that i remember and would rank in my top five in the whole franchise come from the original show and this one is probably my top five favorite fights mm -hmm. like i love it um yeah so yes. um so so master you says says that toff is the best earthbender he has ever seen yeah He's like on the edge of his seat during this whole fight. Like, <laughs> it's so impressive. He's watching a master at work. Mm hmm. And uh, her dad's just sitting there, like, biting his nails. Yeah. Just afraid the entire time because he can't change his worldview mm -hmm. on Toph. Yeah. He, in which case, uh, uh, he yeah. just sees her as, as like a paper doll. I know. It's the point where he doubles down on it because i guess he's just like an in incredible denial to some degree even like i mean because we cut back to Toph back at home and she's finally telling her parents hey uh i'm really really good earthbender and all this coddling that you're doing it's not who i am and i really want to go out there and kick some ass and go travel the world yeah. and um yeah so her parents just full-on double down and they're like no so we're gonna put you under like house guard. arrest yeah house, yeah house arrest essentially yeah it's ridiculous guards 24 7. it's just it comes off to me as so irrational and like part of me was trying to understand why they they're doing this and i guess that's kind of the point it is supposed to be irrational because i guess there are people out there who do shit like this because they're ableist so well uh have we seen another earthbender that was a girl yeah no i don't no. think so either i think toff is really the only female earth earthbender we see or at least prominently so I'm pretty sure we yeah. see female earthbenders, but they're not like yeah forefront. But it, but it might be a but it might be a cultural thing where where in Earth Kingdom culture, just like in like in like um water water tribe culture, like the women aren't aren't supposed to fight. They are supposed to be homemade. Yeah, but, but I never got that vibe from the Earth Kingdom. Um, oh, I just realized the uh, Master Yu's dojo. You see some little girls chucking some rocks. Oh, okay. 
yeah that and it's just like earthing them I never got that vibe that like women were just barred from earthbending or anything. I don't think that's the case. I, no, no, no. I don't think they are barred. I just think that the like the more higher higher class you well, are, I think, like the I think less part, they think you can, like you have to do things. Maybe, or I mean, I don't know if it was an intentional or not, but the idea that with earthbending especially it's associated with strength and mm -hmm. like you know in our society we what do we think of first we think strength mm, burly dudes like the boulder probably the boulder <laughs> right the boulder, the freaking boulder. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is why it's kind of a subversion when it turns out his earthbending teacher is uh this 12 year old girl who's also blind instead of just another burly buff do that we've seen throughout the rest of the show up to this point who's earthbending mm -hmm. i don't know but either way her parents are the worst <laughs> so her, her parents do not believe that that she's anything other than a porcelain cup to pour all of their ex all, all of their expectations in and yeah. and and i think that it's which is not also, very little which is very little expectations because otherwise if you pour too much in that cup it's probably gonna break <laughs> yeah it is a symbol yeah it, i think that it's that it's something with 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 just like their status because they also hide that toph exists so i think that partially they do love her and they and and they want her to succeed but, yeah. but also by like succeeding it's probably a totally different version where it's you are gonna marry someone that is good that will help carry on like the the, the family legacy because you're blind and you're just so fragile that you can't do that mm -hmm. yeah like i get the sense that they do love her but because of that love, they create an unhealthy relationship by just being super overprotective and not allowing their daughter to have agency like a normal person. <laughs> so they, 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 they love her, but they don't want the best for her. They, they want the best for their version of yeah. her. Or I think, I think they think that they're doing the best for her, but they're just delusional. <laughs> So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Not tough. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, the or Ang and Co. get kicked out of the house because how dare you make Toph do that awesomeness that is one of the greatest fights in the whole series. <laughs> And um, so they're how about to. How dare you make her have agency? Yeah, how dare you make her have independence and stuff? This is absurd. So <laughs> they're again ready to fly off, and Toph catches up with them, and she lies and says that her dad changed his mind and that she's now free to travel the world. And for whatever reason, the gang's just like, mm, okay, we'll believe that. <laughs> I mean, whether they believe her or not, I'm sure they'd let her come anyway. But um, 
I just found it odd that they were just like, hmm, okay, yeah, judging by your very, very, very stubborn parents, I believe that he changed his mind in the, within the span of 30 seconds after we leave. <laughs> well, to be honest, Aang's, Aang's, um, Aang's parent figures, Monkeyatsu, would let him just roam around the, 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 the world, so he would totally believe it. And also Sokka's Katara's parents, well, um, well, um, uncle and also like grandmother were like, you know what, you you should go with Aang. So they probably thought that that um that uh, Toph's parents just did the same thing that, that like their that like their parental figures did, which is <laughs> decide later. You know what, I will yeah. let these teenagers go off and have adventures not even teenagers on ang and top are 12 <laughs> she also says that she's 12 yeah so we know she's 12 she's 12 <laughs> yeah i haven't even hit 13 yet <laughs> oh which is funny like i i find i do find that funny where it's like parents telling a 12 year old no you can't go travel the world unsupervised and like the show treats it as like oh man that's horrible <laughs> but in the world we live in in avatar it's like no that's totally cool mm -hmm. <laughs> like even if she wasn't blind and her parents was like her parents were like uh no you're 12 <laughs> like, uh, seriously <laughs> i i just love how they think that it's a good idea to hire two outlaws that just like <laughs> kidnapped your, your right? like, daughter to... well i guess because they proved that they're good at kidnapping her the first time <laughs> i need you to kidnap her again <laughs> i don't know if they had her actual safety in mind i don't think they would have went like like they would have hired the guy that like just kidnapped their yeah. daughter i think that's a, they would have definitely hired the earth bending teacher but then yeah. he could have hired the guy sure that makes a bit more sense it's like how did you get his contact info <laughs> what <laughs> um yeah that and the fact that it's he thinks that the avatar has kidnapped her not the fact that top just ran away well no because she doesn't have the agency to, to right. have choice which is insane like he's so deep in denial like he just saw her like take out seven dudes single-handedly without breaking a sweat <laughs> and but that breaks like, yeah, his worldview so crazy yeah so it, yeah that can't be down. real because then no. everything that all of his plans for her everything that he thought for her would not be right i mean um do they later talk about toff's relationship with her family after they everything do. yeah they do um a couple times so it's brought up again um in one of the bossing say episodes i think it's like the earth king mm -hmm. um and that's when she learns how to metal bend because she's stuck in a metal one of the many metal cages they got at costco oh. and, <laughs> yeah. um yeah because she thinks she got a letter from her mom and mm -hmm. i mean toff's genuinely emotional about it and is nervous I mean, about she, going she, to she her, loves so. her parents yeah she loves her parents she just wishes they weren't so stifling and overprotective and rightfully so um 
yeah and then it comes up again particularly in book three when she's getting into it with Katara uh because she starts running some scams and stuff while they're hanging out in an earth or in a fire nation town and Katara's Katara doesn't agree with it and she doesn't top doesn't like how Katara is acting like a mom to her mm-hmm. so just kind yeah. of controlling mm-hmm. yeah. and I think at the, the end of that episode she's she writes a letter to her parents we never find out if they ever got that letter or whatever but i think that kind of closes out how Toph feels about her parents from a show standpoint mm-hmm. i think huh um yeah but it's interesting i mean and, and like you can see that just the fact that her parents were so coddling again that's what leads her to feel like i can carry my own weight and i don't need anybody else to help me because oh my gosh my parents did so much of that and it was so stifling and yeah yeah it's fine in moderation later on mm-hmm. and uh yeah and then I- tea time with iroh <laughs> she learns that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's okay to accept help from people and that's something that my nephew is going through at this, <laughs> as we speak at this very moment <laughs> iroh yeah <laughs> oh my god iroh is the best iroh is the Ooh. best yeah okay. So well, that was that a great episode. Such a great episode. It's a classic. The gang is all here. Yep. Oh my god. Well, not quite. We still gotta wait for Zuko to join the the folds of good. But Well well no, but the gang is all here in oh, in the oh, show. Oh yeah, sure, it's show. Fair enough. Absolutely. And it's glorious. And um yeah, can't wait to see more Toph. Toph's really great. I like how they handle her character. Toph is so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she's treated like a normal person. They write her as a person, which is great. Like she's not defined by her disability. Like, Yeah, it's just part of her character. It isn't her entire character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's similar to how like I think they write like the women on this show. I think for the most part, they write them as people and not just like as solely as women like they're not you know they're not like as from Suki like a, says i yeah. <laughs> i am a warrior but i'm a girl i'm a girl too, too. yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so great character great characters and i'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the book too now especially because really from here on out the quality of the show for the rest of this season is just near a plus work across the board honestly there's like a few episodes that i give like a b and i I can only think of like one or two at the moment for the rest of this book but uh for the next couple episodes there's some of the best so what is the next episode next episode is the one that's gonna last like for two hours because it's my favorite and I have so much to say about it. It is, yes, it's book two, chapter seven, Zuko, Zuko Alone. Alone. And you know, with a title like Zuko Alone, we're gonna be talking about it for days. Seriously, guys, uh, like if just... you've listened to the show long enough, we talk about Zuko when he's not even in an episode for an extended amount of time. So you can only imagine what happens when he gets his own episode. <laughs> this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be an, another the storm. So get yeah. ready. Yep. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> hope you got your popcorn. <laughs> or hope you're stuck in traffic or wherever you're listening to this podcast, because it will be a long one. <laughs> uh, 
Whew, so until then, stay flaming. Fire Lord, my flame burns, burns for, for me. me. <laughs> Bye guys. Stay flaming. <laughs>